Hello and welcome to the Kiss the Wild podcast with your host, Kristen Wright. This is the space to unpack cultural scripts, narratives, and conditioning that are keeping you from living the juiciest version of yourself. You can expect conversations and thought-provoking ideas to help you reclaim your whole self in and out of the bedroom. Let's get started. Alright, alright, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Kiss the Wild. It's a juicy conversation, I'm not gonna lie. Today we're gonna talk about how to know what you want in the bedroom. And this is like, there's a lot to it. So I'm gonna try and distill it down for you today to at least like one actionable step that you can take away from this experience. But this at its core is really like the work I do one-on-one. And I also have a whole course called Coming Home that is essentially like in support of you feeling really confident in the bedroom through this whole process of really connecting to your authentic sexuality and knowing what it is you want in the bedroom. So if you want to dive deeper into this work, just know that that is a possibility for you. And I am a champion of that and I am here for it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm deeply passionate about this stuff. So it's going to be tricky for me to not get off topic today, I think. So thanks for being here and let's like dive into it. So how to know what you want in the bedroom. It's really hard to know what we want or what's authentic to us when, you know, we've been essentially like brainwashed into sex being this sort of performance based thing that we do. So There's so much acting in the bedroom and that's not to shame or judge anyone. It's just that we've been like given this, like it's burned into our brain in many ways, like the imagery, the sounds, the movements, all of that. You know, when you think about what we see in porn or Hollywood sex scenes, what we read in romance novels, uh, what we see in magazines. It's all this very, like, sounds like this, looks like this. Um, Yeah, the timing even, you know, like, it's like we, here, let me just get, get you in this, like, imagery, so two people encounter one another (laughs) there's like a sexy advancement maybe some kissing and some heavy petting clothes start coming off body parts get a little fondled the pants come off and then there's generally like penis and vagina penetration that lasts like some very quick like thrusts for i don't know maybe a minute maybe a little bit longer if we're watching porn and then it like ends in both people climaxing at the same time and really that's just not reality and when we only look at sexual intimacy from that lens we are missing so much i like to think of sex as like I don't know, this like creative expression. It's like we have a box of crayons with like so many different colors. It's like, let's go make art, you know? Let's go see what can happen when we drop the performance, drop the act and just move instead from pure desire or pure pleasure, pure eroticism, pure bliss, pure ecstasy. Uh, when we follow our curiosity, when we follow our pleasure, letting us guide us, when we're connected to our own body sensations and we're sounding authentically from that place, when we're focused on, you know, the experience that we're having versus um, 
how we think we should look or how we think we should be or how we think we should sound or what we got to get for groceries the next day on our to-do list because <laughs> that's real too right um so yeah we're in a world where you've been given a lot of messaging about sex what do you want right like you the authentic original you the you before you were told that touching your body was bad you know before you were told that maybe sex was a sin you know before you got the message that penis and vagina penetration ending in an orgasm was the only way to have sex before you were told that men want sex and women want a relationship only like that women aren't wildly sexual lustful beings before you were told that your sex life means something about you as a person like that it's vulgar or that it's not something like nice girls want or did or I mean like going back to that like if you do it a lot or if you're lustful if you enjoy it if you go after it you're a slut um, the idea that if we initiate then we're not pure or innocent you know like purity culture before it meant that you know, you would get pregnant if you had sex, which obviously you totally can, but sex isn't just for reproduction. So how, <laughs> this is the million dollar question, do we connect to our authentic sexual expression so that we can show up in the bedroom and be like, yep, this, this right here, this is what I want <laughs> and feel confident in ourselves, right? So you can imagine that the first part of this is unpacking some of those beliefs and messaging that don't belong to you. So you can ask yourself, what did my parents teach me about sex or sexual intimacy or sexual relating? You know, what did my parents teach me about orgasm? What did my religion teach me, my teachers, my friends, my extended family, my community, my peers, my leaders. And so if you're driving, like don't do this right now, obviously, but when you have some space and time, get a journal and get curious. Think about, you know, what your parents, your religion, your teachers, your peers, your community, culture, society, extended family, leaders, now, what did they teach you about sex, about orgasm, about pleasure, about lust, relationships, monogamy, non-monogamy? And you can also think about some of your earlier experiences that you had with masturbation. Oh yeah, that's put that on the list too, what you were taught about masturbation. Um, and it, you know, get curious about those early experiences related to masturbation and or sex what was the vibe like what were the feelings what were the thoughts that were present you know what happened now this might be a tender exploration right so have a lot of compassion and love for yourself here it's important to remember that you know even if we received you know negative messages from our parents from our cultures from the religion or leaders or peers mostly I can't speak for everybody but most people are just doing the best they can you know and so the idea behind this exercise is to not turn around then and feel anger I mean if the anger is present or frustration for the past definitely honor that um but the point is to really get to the heart of the truth of it, right? To see through the noise and the ways that we can be operating from unconscious beliefs or values that might be running our sexual show in the background, you know? So if we believe that sex is a sin or that lust is dangerous, then it's going to be really hard to show up in the bedroom and to let out like our wild lustful nature you know to to veer from these scripts of like how we think we should look or be because often too you know a part of that like what keeps us stuck is in the performance 
is that keeps us feeling safe that keeps us feeling accepted or like we belong or that we're worthy of love or um, admiration or desirability and so when we're breaking free from that we have to be able to really see you know see the experience for what it is and I hope I'm making sense with that like to break free from the performance means that we have to become conscious that we are operating from that place and then when we can do that we can begin to take those steps forward with full awareness right like ooh I, you know, I really honor and see and love the part of me that is so afraid to let out her like lustrous, like desirable um, self, that fiery, hot passion within me, because I, I might not be met in that with like full acceptance. And that feels really scary. So how can I give some of that love and acceptance to myself right now? How can I, you know, really orientate my nervous system to feel safe in this moment, in my lustful, desirous self? So that's a part of it. (laughs) And when we can become conscious to, you know, what some of the beliefs or values that we're carrying around, we can then give ourselves this new narrative right so you want to continue to welcome old thoughts and feelings but notice them for what they are you don't want them to take up the space that they were in your unconscious mind and yeah everything that I'm about to share it's just important to remember that because what you're going to learn is that self-exploration is key And when you begin to explore your body, it's really helpful to notice resistance, notice feelings, notice thoughts with loving awareness. So when we do deeply transformational work, when we orientate ourselves to like who we want to be and we want to make those changes and we want to move forward, The key to like really doing that work is through integration. It's not through like, it's not by say, for example, taking a look at your unconscious beliefs and saying, wow, like I really feel like, you know, sex is a sin or that lust is dangerous, but I don't, that's actually not how I feel. So I'm just gonna like, shove that part of me that fear away that just creates more split in who we are right it creates more um it's not it doesn't create wholeness it doesn't create like love or compassion it just creates like more um (laughs) and the only the best word i can think of right now is like a split so When we can love those parts of ourselves, like when we can bring our loving awareness to each piece and bring them along for the ride and honor those parts of ourselves, then we can integrate and become whole and they begin to lose their grip on us too. And so the body is a miraculous thing. We might be able to tell ourselves, like, I don't believe that sex is a sin. So Therefore, I'm just going to move forward in my life. (laughs) Now knowing that sex is not a sin. The thing is, often that, that belief or that resistance will show up in our body. And so when we can begin to do this self exploration work and stay connected to our body, noticing, you know, like, when I'm in the throes of Um, passion with my lover when I'm in a sexually intimate experience and I feel like resistance or my 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 mind keeps wandering to my to-do list like scanning the body what's there like oh I feel like I feel like a clamping down in my solar plexus or I feel like a tension in my neck like 
what happens if I just relax a little bit? Because sometimes when we're thinking about our grocery list nonstop, it's because our body is in this experience of being like, sex is a sin, it's dangerous. I shouldn't be doing this. And so the way to bypass the experience is to think about my grocery list right now, you know? And so when we do our self-exploration work and we start to lean into the thoughts, the feelings, the resistance that we might notice in our body, this is all ways that we can begin to heal, you know, what's happening on the subconscious. And we don't often need to know the story. You know, if you come across like a sensation in your body, maybe it feels like a constriction in your chest when you're Um, let's say self-pleasuring and you're like oh what is that sometimes the story serves you and sometimes it doesn't sometimes we just need to take a nice deep breath in the present moment and let ourselves know like I am safe in this moment my pleasure is deeply healing and deeply safe I'm it is safe for me to experience pleasure right now what you know what do I need right now to allow this sensation to shift do I need to bring my hand to my heart and let myself know that I'm safe? Do I need to take like a deep breath and roll my shoulders back and just feel myself held in the space, like feeling my body on this bed and and the pleasurable sensations in my body and just this knowing that right here, right now is a totally beautiful and okay moment, you know? So that was a little bit of a tangent, but it's why like, getting to uncover these unconscious beliefs and then being really aware of what's happening in our body as we explore our authentic sexual nature is very important and step one of this whole experience of knowing what you want in the bedroom so basically self-pleasure aka masturbation is key It's so key to knowing in a culture that has made you feel like it's not okay to know. Um, It's how we start to reclaim what it is we want or need. So, you know, masturbation is not often thought about with like, yeah, go for it, you know? Totally okay to go hang out in your bedroom as you're like, horny horny teenage self and just explore your body that's not really the vibe generally it's not the vibe we see in movies or tv or the books we read it's generally this thing that's like shrouded in mystery and shame and not okayness or uncomfortability and so often the way we wire our experience of pleasure in our body is from this lens of like we got to hurry up and rub one out. You know what I mean? I've heard women and men both describe it as that. Like a masturbation practice that is not connected. You're not connected to the sensations in your body. You're not like being open and curious or exploring your pleasure. It's like you're going into the experience with the intention of just like getting off. Do you know what I mean? And that's where I think that all experience of pleasure you know if you're making the time to pleasure yourself or to have an orgasm like let's not shame that any more than it has been but where I think sometimes we can fall into like bad ruts or habits with for example things like vibrators where it's just like we get into our bedroom we close the door we turn a vibrator on we put it on our clitoris and like you know, two seconds later, we're having an orgasm and it's not the most maybe nourishing or connected way to have that experience. Now, sometimes there's a place and a time for that, right? But if that's the only way you're ever experiencing pleasure in your body, it's worth like making some time to get down with your bad self and explore your body with your hands and your curiosity, (laughs) your loving awareness, So step two is to have a conscious self-pleasure practice. So if you've never masturbated before, or if you do so in a disconnected way or in a way 
where you are shrouded in shame or guilt, the best way to know what you want is to get in touch with your own body. So I highly encourage, like this is your homework, your home play for after you listen to this podcast um, episode, make time in the next week to get down with your bad self. So you want to maybe make this like a beautiful ritual of closing the door, making sure you have like uninterrupted space for 30 minutes, lighting a candle, making like a sexy, sultry playlist on your phone, and undress, get some maybe body oil, begin to like stroke your body, all parts of your body, get curious about what your elbow feels like, you know, when you touch it lightly, what your collarbone feels like when you stroke it with love, when you stroke it with sensual, um, from like a sensual lens, with the lens of looking for pleasure, you know, touch your breasts, take some deep breaths, soften in, get curious what feels good what doesn't how could you turn the volume up on the sensations that you're having in my course coming home we have a whole module on getting to know your anatomy because often we don't even have the correct like language to describe what's going on down there do you know what I mean we call our vulvas, our vaginas, we call everything just a vagina. Um, We don't know necessarily. We haven't been in close contact. We haven't maybe even fully looked at our anatomy. I, like I don't, this is not to shame or judge anyone, but I get questions all the time about the jade egg in terms of like, well, won't it get lost up in my abdomen? I'm like, okay, well, we have a cervix at the end of our vagina and so and even if we've had like a hysterectomy where we've had our cervix removed generally things are sewn up so it's it's not to like make anyone feel shame if they don't know that but it's just like it's very concerning to me that this is not taught in a way you know like that this isn't common knowledge I just had this funny experience with my daughter to share the other day (laughs) Because, I mean, when when I had the birth of my second daughter, we talked a lot about bodies and anatomies and how babies come out. And um, so I was, I got, had gotten out of the shower the other day and I was getting myself dressed and she was in the room and she was like, mom, I can see your vulva. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, mom is, is very comfortable being naked in front of you. But this is also like, you know, this is my my body it's my personal space and if you're going to be in the room you don't you don't also have to just like stare at my vulva and she was like well I can see your label right now and I thought that was really cute (laughs) because she meant labia um but it was also like proud parent moment right like that she knew that that's my lady like she knows about labias and vulvas and she's she's got it going on you know at four years old and that's the kind of world I want to live in right I'm not saying that I'm nailing it as a parent you know I'm not trying to like brag or boast about my parenting because I'm just human too but that is like definitely one area that I can be proud of um and one area that I feel like if we had the correct language for our anatomy and not only that we were in relationship to these parts of ourselves where we could confidently like share with somebody else that is all fuel for obviously knowing what we want in the bedroom right and so as you connect to your body in this way get out a hand mirror you know explore and this can be really triggering triggering and challenging I appreciate that in a world that you know wants us 
to feel all kinds of shame about our body parts, you know, breasts, vulvas, labias, clitorises, buttholes, you name it. We are only often given like a version of those parts that, you know, a minority of society may have. Like literally vulvas that you see in pornography have often undergone like surgeries to look the way that they do. And so I always encourage women, you know, our bodies, our vulvas, it's like a flower, you know? Every flower blooms differently. There are different kinds of flowers. We don't walk around in nature and, you know, scream at nature and ask it to conform or to look a certain way. I mean, there's actually interesting parallels now that I think about it in terms of like colonization and the way that we landscape and need to have like perfect yards and manicured, you know, manicured landscape and how we've like taken the wild out of our living spaces. So that's like an interesting parallel when you think about the way we treat our bodies and and how that, you know, we like have colonized bodies. Anyways, that's maybe another topic for another day. <laughs> but yeah, finding a way to explore our bodies from the lens that all is welcome, all parts of ourselves. Now, I have been in a room with 50 other naked women and it was extremely healing for me to see that like right off like firsthand to see it with my own eyes that wow 50 unique bodies not one looked the same and so i think that we become like hypnotized or under a societal spell when you know we are only like shown again and again a certain body type and there's not even to shame that body type but that it's like we all have different genetics and we all have different bodies and we need to start to celebrate more our differences and the only way we're going to do that is by becoming like in right relationship with ourselves like total other tangent i just i feel that as someone who's 38 and is beginning to age and I shared this interesting podcast with Sonia Renee Taylor and Glennon um, Doyle. We can the We Can Do Hard podcast, or We Can Do Hard Things podcast, and they are talking about radical self-acceptance in that podcast episode. I'd strongly encourage you to go seek it out. I think I even shared it in one of our the earlier episodes, shared the link to it. But I mean, they talk about like beauty and this like need to conform to beauty, beauty standards and also like the one true like body type like when you think about if someone's like talking about somebody and you conjure up a body a person in your mind like that is often like the the body that we as a society uphold you know it's generally like a white thin body um and so you can think about it as like we're all like rungs on a ladder and I see it for myself as an aging person it's like I could go and get Botox and do all these different things but all I'm doing is continuing to uphold the status quo and it's really hard to not because to step away from that means I lose my rung on the ladder but I'm like we all need to do that until we start like owning our differences and owning that our bodies are going to age in miraculous and interesting and unique ways and that there's like acceptance in all of that and not like the fold over and I'm just going to like you know we can still love ourselves through the aging process and blah 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 anyways it's just like if I get back on track (laughs) being in relationship with your body means like really deviating from that status quo which can be really challenging in the moment but when you get down to like looking at your vulva with a hand mirror explore it from that 
innocent and curious perspective before you were told that you need to look and be a certain way like what colors do you see what shapes like how does it feel when you touch yourself like really looking and exploring your body from that lens as though it were the first time without the messages and the unconscious beliefs that you've hopefully already like kind of taken a look at with your journaling but just from this place of like wow look at this beautiful and new terrain and even if even if you are looking and you you like have a sense of disgust holding that disgust too and even getting curious about it where did like where did I learn that does that voice in my head that says like "Ooh, that's gross does that remind me of anyone or anything is that a part of my truth who inside of me can love like who here in this body in this psyche in this moment can love these folds and these colors and this flower this blossoming that I have you know going on in my pants so that's part of the work as you explore your body and get to know it it's like coming from this innocent lens of authenticity and vulnerability and curiosity and again if you want to take this work deeper this is definitely like a whole component to my course coming home we go through um a whole anatomy lesson and then a whole practice on just like with a, a guided map of exploring your body so as you you know explore your body I would you know have the intention of innocence but also have the intention of exploring pleasure so don't have like orgasm be your goal but try and get out of the box a little bit so if you're someone who always self-pleasures on your back, get on your hands and knees or roll onto your tummy or stand up. Put some playful music on, some music that makes you want to move your hips as you touch your body, maybe as you touch your clitoris or if you want to like explore like self-penetration, move your hips in different ways. You know, roll around. I want you to incorporate breathing. So make sure that you have like a connection to breath and then connect to the sensations in your body and give them a voice. So this is how we begin to move away from that performance based sexuality where, you know, need, things need to look or be a certain way. It's how we begin to program ourselves to what is true and authentic for us. So when we get in the bedroom, it becomes more natural to just follow our natural impulses. You know, we have this programming that things need to look a certain way, but it's like nuts to me because we're all hungry for wild, you know, ecstatic intimacy. And yet what we're showing up and doing is very scripted. So instead of moving mechanically or moaning a certain way, you want to let your senses guide you. And that's why self-exploration, it's such a great place to start, right? To begin to flex this muscle. So anytime we are being intimate with somebody else and our mind begins to wander, you know, what is my partner thinking about my body? Is my partner enjoying this? Am I taking too long to have an orgasm? Am I coming too quickly? Is my cock hard enough? Like all of these things take us out of the present moment and keep us stuck in like the performance of it. Being able to stay connected to your own pleasure, to the sensations in your own body by using your breath, by using like movement that really lights you up, turns you on. That's why I say when you're self-exploring, begin to move your hips. Like explore different positions. 
get to know what feels really good. You can also explore like contracting and relaxing your pelvic floor muscles, relaxing. Sometimes I find um, for women, they really contract at like the lower abdomen sort of solar plexus area and keep pleasure and sensation locked in to like the genitals only. This is also very true for penis owners. So using that breath to expand our experience of pleasure, using our movement, noticing like for men, are your toes clenched or curled? Can you relax your body a little bit more and open up and let that pleasure flow away from your genitals and outward through your body that will help like expand the experience of pleasure so that you don't feel like you have to orgasm so quickly. Um, it can delay that like enjoyment and satisfaction in the experience and same for women like how can we expand that experience throughout our being with our movement with our breath with our authentic sounds you know instead of moaning like porn stores or moaning on cue being really connected to the experience and using our voice to actually expand the experience this is how we get into like a real flow sort of state like it's like a mindfulness meditation in the moment like being in this place of being more instinctual more primal more in our impulsive nature it's what gives sex that very like exquisite and flowing like flavor and feel and so i find that the more i can connect to sensations in the moment the more i just like go after what i want and that's the experience i see happening with the women i work with like when we get out of our head and into our bodies when we feel safe enough to be in our bodies when we feel safe enough to be in our impulsive nature then it becomes really easy to know what we want because we just kind of flow into it i hope that that feels tangible you know in this place where you're at right now so again the first step is like looking at unconscious beliefs the second step is making a date to get down with your bad self and the third step is what i call sensational awareness it's living from our sensational our sensual nature so it's a mindfulness practice that we can do outside of the bedroom to sort of orientate ourselves more naturally to this experience of being in our sensations what is available to you what how does your body feel when you step outside in the morning and take that first smell of like fresh air as you get into the car are you even aware of that moment can you be aware of that moment you know what's in the air what's that smell what's that taste what's that feeling on your skin is the sun up or down what do you see around you when you take that first sip of coffee in the morning how does it taste on your lips? How does it taste as it hits the back of your throat? What sensations do you feel in your body? When you get into the shower, what do you notice? Is it just like you're thinking about going to work or you know what you gotta do today? Or are you feeling the way the hot water hits the back of your body? Are you really present with the smells? Are you really present with, um, yeah, the sound? Could you put some music in? Could you pick out like a shampoo and conditioner that really delights you? So much of this is needing to know that we also deserve these experiences. We deserve pleasure. We deserve, we are enough, you know, in the bedroom when we are having a sexual experience our pleasure is enough our you know desire is enough who we are is enough we deserve that experience of pleasure it's not just for our partner our bodies are not just for our partners do you know what i mean like we are not just there to get somebody else off we deserve to have that experience for ourselves we deserve to get in the shower in the morning and feel connected to the experience we deserve like to notice 
the products that we put on our skin. We deserve to, t to drink a cup of coffee and to drink from that moment, to be in the stillness and the awareness of it. I was at a like circle group this morning, it was, or this morning, this weekend. It was so beautiful. It just turned into this like beautiful, vulnerable and like open group of women just like sharing. And a theme that came up is like, you deserve that. You deserve this. You know, you are worthy. And so building up that capacity in your body, it's so huge. I also just had a counseling session this morning. We're talking about motherhood and being okay. You know, being okay with our experience. We were talking about the window of tolerance and, um, you know, to, to related to anger. And it's like knowing when we become triggered, what we need in those moments and being okay with that. Like I shared in the earlier podcast of my lessons for 2022 and it was like I talked about um, like having like a rock bottom moment and my partner calling me and being like, are you okay? Like I can come and help and me being like, no, I can do this, you know? And it's like, no, I wasn't okay. And it was also okay for me to not be okay and to get the help that I needed. And I needed to know that I was worthy of that, that it meant that getting help or that my needs didn't mean anything about me. I was just having a moment, you know? And so I just want to drive that point home because I see it. I was, as, as we were having this counseling session and talking specifically about motherhood and needing to know that our needs are okay. It's like, no, all women need to know that our, you know, when we bump up against these edges or when we feel like we need more or we need space or we need solitude or when resentment is there and we need something as a result of that it's okay who we are is okay it's really asking us to be okay with the full expression being unapologetic and I really see this in sexuality work and knowing that you know our pleasure and everything that comes with that which is this deservingness to take some of what's on our plate off our worthiness to know that you know we deserve juicy orgasms in the bedroom or we deserve to ask for what we want or need that that is all really okay so i just want to add that um to be able to tap into your deservingness and your worthiness is a big piece of this work. And in my coaching sessions, we do do this work of, you know, noticing like where you have blocks to deserving and or blocks to worthiness. And it's such a beautiful process of becoming aware of that experience inside of ourselves and integrating those parts of ourselves that don't feel like they are worthy or don't feel that they are deserving and then you know empowering a new narrative moving forward one that's more in aligned anyways if you're interested or curious about working one-on-one -on -one, we can talk more about that but the reason sensational awareness is also so important, and we're wrapping up here, guys, so just stick with me. I know this is a longer podcast episode, but I feel like it's a valuable one, and I know there's a lot of interest about it, so I hope that this is, you know, feeling really helpful for you. But we do get a lot of messages in culture, and I'm speaking to the experience of being in a woman woman's body right now, but there's a lot of messaging that our body doesn't belong to us, you know? that our appearance and the way that we dress doesn't belong to us. Um, and it's the focus is rarely on, you know, who we are, our wisdom, our intellect, our contribution to society or any other internal qualities. It's all about how we look and how that's for like the male gaze or for other people's acceptance and for our worthiness and for our deservingness in society like our body becomes um you know we 
we can join in on the objectification of our body. And so we are no longer in our body, but rather observing it, right? And so becoming embodied is this work of being aware of our sensational nature, like being a sensual person is being connected to our senses. And if we are only observing our body, or I see it as women living from the neck up, right? Because our body has become this like taboo thing, especially like from the waist down, right? It, like I said, masturbation can be such a taboo subject or, you know, menstru- menstruation, for example, is like this shameful experience that we have to endure as women. Peeing, sitting down is this crappy thing that we have to endure as women. Childbirth, all of these things like take us from the experience of being in our body. Um, And so being able to recover our sensational awareness is a part of being able to integrate our wholeness, to be able to land inside of our body. And that is a very powerful way to become connected to what you want and what you need when we are connected to our sensations. And I think about this as like, you know, a simple way to begin to, um, you know, I I shared about the shower or walking outside of our door. I actually have like a freebie on 21 days of pleasure. And it, it is really about that. Like each day is a new way to connect to your body I also have a freebie on turning yourself on I'll link both of those things and it's it's also about becoming connected to your sensational and nature so that you feel more connected to your body in the bedroom which is a huge piece to knowing what you want right um so okay sorry I got on a tangent there we talked about the shower we the one thing I want to talk about is food and I see this like correlation between how we eat and how we experience pleasure in the bedroom also it's like this hurried thing like it's devoid of pleasure we're just like eating we're not connected to it we're maybe even like shaming like oh I shouldn't be eating this I shouldn't be doing this and I see that parallel in the bedroom too it's like this like guilty pleasure oh I I do I have time for this? I shouldn't be doing this. Like, um, I'm definitely not connected to the experience of it. I'm in my head. I'm, you know, and so I think it's a beautiful place to start with food and being like, sit down with your food. Let pleasure be present in the experience. Be super mindful and connected in presence with each bite, noticing the texture of the food in your mouth, noticing the flavors, noticing how it feels as it slides down the back of your esophagus into your tummy. Notice the sensations, notice the feelings and the thoughts. Allow some of that pleasure to be present. And it's the same in the bedroom, you know? (laughs) Being super hyper present and, you know, presence is about being mindful and To be mindful is to connect to sensations. The sensations bring us into the present moment. Another way I think, you know, if we want to talk about being present with intimacy um, is noticing every time you like kiss your partner, what's there? Like instead of just like a peck and out the door, like let yourself be in that experience. Um, it's a beautiful way to start. So I hope that this has been helpful today. A big part of knowing what you want in the bedroom is being able to take off the masks that you have been wearing that have kept you from your authentic sexual expression. So becoming consciously aware of what those blocks are, being consciously aware of the way you're showing up that is in performance, and then exploring your body from this authentic lens, who you were before you were told how you should be, and letting that unfold with curious awareness, touching your body, beginning to get to know what really truly turns you on, and then showing up in the bedroom and sharing that with somebody else 
being connected to the present moment through your sensational awareness and letting that be the thing that guides you moment to moment. Letting that be the thing that, you know, gives you the confidence to ask for what you want or to go after what you need. And then of course, you know, you can have conversations with your partner ahead of time. I have a whole podcast episode on talking about sex. It's the last episode, episode 12. So listen to that if you want to like set some parameters ahead of time for exploration and curiosity and for, you know, getting your partner on the same page as you in terms of letting sex be this like box of crayons and you guys both go together and you make art with all the different colors and everything else and in my experience the more you permission yourself to do that through your own exploration the more you become like comfortable and confident in your own erotic nature and the more you show up from that identity in the bedroom you will invite your partner into that experience so be bold my friend be free be wild go explore go get your box of crayons and have some fun make some art get creative and i will see you in the next episode take care and i will talk to you again very soon Thank you so much for tuning in today. I value you so deeply. If you have gained any positive experiences from this podcast episode, please leave me a five-star rating or review. If you want to talk about anything in um, further depth, or if you have any questions, email me, Kristen, at sexloverevolution.com or send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know that you listened to this podcast episode. Let me know if you have any questions. And you can always find more about my free programs or teaching at therightkristin.com. Don't forget, I do one-on-one coaching. It is my deep honor to guide you into these transformational experiences within yourself. I also am now offering couples, you know, intimate coaching where we work together one-on-one. I guide you into you know, non-sexually explicit content, but intimate content. I support you in communication, connection, and then guide you into the neo-tantric pillars of better sex and sacred sex, as well as philosophies and principles that will really support and anchor you into deeper and ecstatic experiences together in the bedroom. So definitely reach out if that's something that tickles your fancy. I look forward to hearing from you.